Hey everybody, welcome to About a Song, number four. Number four. Yeah, this is uh, actually, we're doing uh, regular songs again instead of uh, last week's uh, artist edition. We have a couple songs for you today. Yes, we do. And we have a topic for today, or a, a theme, Yeah, I our suppose. theme today, and I'm, I just, I always have a hard time with genres and with naming genres, and so I'm calling this the retro show. Okay. And the idea is that the artists that we're going to be playing today are all artists who kind of riff on an, a pre-existing genre. Yeah. So, like, uh... If it was surf rock or if it was disco or whatever, um, something that was big in the past, they're uh, giving giving us their take on that song. Right. Or on, on that I, genre. My take on it is most these three songs sound like kind of 50s, 60s yeah, type yep. music um, yep. and that, that era. Yep. And uh, that's that's exactly what we're, what we're doing uh, this time. I do have... I, something to talk about that I kind of I thought was interesting that I got this week in the mail though. Okay, um, Shoot. relay recording. Yes, and I I don't really know much about them, but I talked to Mark uh, Abrams. Mm-hmm. He said that it's run by the guy John Fintel. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. Okay, um, who recorded the second um, the second Something Said album, and he uh, produced and engineered that album, and he started his own recording which is uh, recording studio which is that relay recording mm-hmm. the trick is i i got the their latest sampler and their latest sampler is on vinyl that's way cool yeah it's totally cool yeah. and the, the songs are really good what i ended up doing is i saw there's a record like a vinyl record store down in columbus called um, busted records and beehives and what they do is they sell used records and new records, and they also have a st- uh, haircutting salon in the inside the, the studio. Or the, uh, the <laughs> There's an store. interesting combination. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting, but I saw them post How it. That they was, don't have record stores with bars in them. Oh, because th- then they'd know I'd give them all my allowance. <laughs> <laughs> I would gladly give them all yeah. my allowance. So <laughs> that's that's the connection there. Um, this bus records and, and beehives. Uh, so I. I never get down to Columbus when I well I always am down to Columbus but I'm doing what other people want to do mm-hmm. and record shopping never comes up on the agenda. So, I Facebook messaged the guys and said, "Look, um can I just order this thing from you guys?" And I PayPal them the money, they sent them the record and it was perfect. Beautiful. Perfect. So, I Beautiful. I'll put the show notes and see if there's a way to get to that to that record online so if you can go uh see if you can go down, or buy the thing okay. because when you buy it, you get the download on that. Okay, so it's awesome. All right, so that's something I've been listening did to. Did you ever week. find out who did the vinyl production on it? Was that no. Musical? Was that you who asked? I couldn't yeah. remember if it was you or Amanda who yeah. asked if if Musical did. I can't tell anywhere on the album okay. who did yeah. it. Sometimes it says, sometimes it yeah, doesn't. it doesn't yeah. say anything about it on the, anywhere on the album. One of the artists that we're listening to today also had vinyl. Yeah, and I bought that album, Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. Yeah, I was and I couldn't find anything on that is where that was produced either yeah and that they record i don't know their label's based in nashville mm-hmm. so I, oh you almost have to go with urp then yeah I, i'm not sure where they recorded i, I mm. really don't know um but that kind of like segues into another conversation i was going to have with you okay. on um 
my copy on that was whatever. What's regular vinyl called with no color added to it, no pigment? Just black vinyl. Black vinyl. So that's how mine came. And so I, I know we talked about yours coming in on pink vinyl. I did. I got a and it special was, copy. Yeah, and that for, was for uh, breast breast cancer, cancer awareness. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about that because um, when I went home, I'm like, I don't remember if mine was pink because I'm colorblind. Well, like, I was gonna say like yeah. you could tell. <laughs> yeah, but I would know that it wasn't black. So I just checked mine and it wasn't. But we're that was uh, something that uh, we were talking about is if there's a difference in noise floor on colored vinyl and black vinyl. Right. And we haven't done an A-B on it because I don't know how to do an A-B other than maybe if I brought my record over. There you go. And then I played your record and my record, we A-B'd them over here. Sure. We could do that sometime. So, yeah, maybe between now and then we'll do that and, and discuss our findings. When we are down at Nashville next month, oh. I, I want to hook up with Jay Milnar and talk with him a little bit about that. About pigmenting in vinyl? Right, because we did touch base on that two years ago and i don't remember exactly what was said uh-huh. and from what i read on the internet a lot of people say yeah there's a huge difference and colored vinyl wears out quicker and it's noisier and other people say well no it depends on the type of vinyl and how it was pressed more than anything and right. so i don't know there's a lot of a lot of differing opinion out there and i'd like to talk to somebody who knows this stuff you know right <laughs> and i know not, for a fact a- that this my copy is a very noisy copy uh-huh. i i actually thought maybe they had a plug-in running or something except it went in between every song all the way across the album so i knew it wasn't tape hits between the two songs right it was just this constant noise all the way across the record so Uh it's almost certainly surface noise of the pressing now whether that's the pink vinyl or the way it was pressed i don't know well i'll bring mine over next week it's noticeable it's probably one of the more noisy new records that i've ever bought in my life so yeah i'll bring mine over next week okay we'll try that just to see what it it sounds like that sounds good because i thought that was really interesting and then also um i know you've been doing some experiments on resurrecting dirty vinyl i have so you want to talk about that for a couple minutes just real quick yeah Yeah. the glue thing where you take type on two glue and put it on the record and and smooth it out into the grooves and then let it dry and pull it off it works Uh it does help get dirt out it won't fix a scratchy record or um, something that actually has surface damage but if it's just got dirt down in the grooves it will pull it out and it does help it's a little bit tricky it's not as easy as it looks on the net or they just a wink and the whole thing yeah, comes off it, yeah i've had a little trouble especially on like the very first track on the you know the outside edge of of it leaving a little bit of glue there and being kind of scratchy and i'm trying to figure that out work that out one of the ways that you can tell actual damage to the record typically is something that repeats you know tick tick right. tick 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 tick. That's that's typically like something. Yeah, something across the groove. Again, this is just generally speaking. If it's a dirty record, it's just going to be that stuff going on in the background, where the dirt's down in the groove and the needles riding over it, and, right, right, and right. just kind of like a going down a gravel road. It's just a more of a constant noise, and that's what the glue resurrection or glue cleaning method gets rid of right is that pulls that stuff out of that pulls that stuff out of the groove and cleans it up and it the the three or four that i've messed with it's done uh varying levels of good but it's always been better to a degree right right um some some have been just like come out just like brand new and others especially from my days when i was 14 and 15 apparently (laughs) that stuff's in there for good not coming out (laughs) and and it's better but it's still pretty scratchy so yeah awesome try it check it out Cool. Well, what I'll do, um, what we'll do, since we're talking about St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? 
Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Since we're talking about St. Paul and the Broken Bones, we'll switch up a little bit and uh, spin a little bit of their music. Okay. And, and what are we going to listen to here? Well, let me give you a little bit of background how I found out about this band. Um, when we were going up to Grimey's for Record Store Day, mm-hmm. I ended up just looking on um, on uh, the internet to see what was going on at Grimey's, what they were doing for Record Store Day, and blah, 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 blah. They had this... Uh, video section where they showed some videos of bands that played in the sh- in the record store. I saw th- those guys and I'm like, oh yeah, those guys they're awesome. Something big's gonna happen with those guys. So I followed them for a couple months and really dug into them. Thought they're awesome. Um, the funny thing is, and this happens a lot, is so I picked them as one of my favorite new bands and started playing them and listening to them and talking about them a lot to a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, on my we went out to dinner last night. On my way home, on the Spectrum, which is a Sirius XM uh, station that plays music that's newer and upcominger, okay, um, stuff that's that's already kind of proven itself. It's not like Underground Garage where it's like kind of crazy and it might prove itself someday. But this is stuff that's pretty much proven worthy. Well, they showed up on that station last night. How about that? Yeah, so I was like, oh man. So it's no longer a secret, yeah. and it's no longer we might not be introducing you to something new uh, by oh, the time I you get this. It's still pretty cutting yeah, edge. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still it's still pretty boss. Though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the idea is that it's a big horn, um, real instrument, real drums, real guitars, real bass, uh, soul album. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The track that we're going to play today is called uh, Don't Mean a Thing. It's awesome. Take a listen. All right, here we go.
right, so what did you think of that? I like it. Isn't that awesome? I like it. The MP3 is a little cleaner than the vinyl, too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a little yeah. more centered. But, yeah, the horn section and all that is just amazing. It's yeah. a bunch of people Real clean, to, clean recording, clean everything. And guys that know how to play their instruments. Right, right. It sounds really good on my system at home, too. Oh, yeah. Sounds oh, good here. Other than the, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm nitpicking about the vinyl noise. I just bring it up because it's it's well, and the, it's an oddity. You know, it's and that's something, something you don't that, see very often. And that's something, something that people who are listening, our, our listeners should probably, when they hear us talking like that, should realize that, you know, we we hear stuff that most people will never hear. Right. And we I we understand stuff about recording what's coming out of the speakers that most people don't ever hear, think about, whatever. So yeah, simply because we're privy to the making of it. Right. And and not only that, we've been doing this kind of stuff for a, such a long time yeah, that yes, when when you've been doing something for a long time, things just pop out like you notice things right. that most other people will never notice. Absolutely. So it's not like we're picking on anything. Yeah. Oh, it even happens in my real I mean I don't have very good eyesight, so I think it's kind of my ears pick more stuff oh, up. Oh, maybe, maybe. But I hear things that most people don't, you know, noises in cars and <laughs> right. noises in buildings. And, you know, people are like, well, how did you hear that? It's, right. it's just, I'm just more tuned in to my auditory senses than One visual. of the things I thought we should bring up, too, is that I don't know how many of our listeners are in this area, which I would call... Cleveland, Columbus area, North Central Ohio North area. Central Ohio, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many people are in this area, but um, on November 3rd, St. Paul and Broken Bones are playing at Musica in Akron, and I think oh, it'd be kind of cool. That'll be a good show. Yeah, it'll be a good show. It's a Monday night, and it might, might be a good um, show for people to come and uh, hang out with us that night. Hey, we could do that. You know, so if we uh, if we get some feedback, we're, we're I'm definitely going to be that be at the show. So well, I guess I'm committing now yeah. to that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so sooner or later you got to commit. <laughs> <laughs> so if we can get people to come, like we'll we'll do like a carpool or whatever, like we used to do in the old days, oh, that would and be uh, fun. head up to that show. It'd be yeah. fun. Good yeah. time. Good time. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Mark it down, folks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and also for my readers, if you guys are out there, I don't know if you do this, but I do this. Like I make like a playlist like every season of stuff that I think is really cool to listen to for that season. Um, if you listeners out there are making a fall playlist, we'd love there, love you to share that with us, um, whether it's on Spotify or if it's on uh, Beat Music. That'd be awesome. The only thing I have on my playlist for this fall is when my daughter was five, she sang a 12 Days of Halloween song. Oh, cool. So we'll spin that up for Halloween and <laughs> right embarrass <on>. her. <laughs> awesome. Nate might even sing on that, too. I'll have to ask. But I'll have to bring it up. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, next up on the agenda, we have a band called Shannon and the Clams, and they are from, you know what? I, they're from the Pacific Northwest somewhere. And the Emerald I don't even, Coast? Yeah, somewhere up there. I have no idea. Uh, Bigfoot Country, I think. All right. I, I'm not sure. Uh, and uh, the reason I found out about these guys was I was just kind of digging around, finding random stuff on Beats Music, and I found this album. And I thought it was awesome, so I ordered the vinyl and started spinning it, and it's great. That's cool. Now, when you order vinyl, you're ordering it through Lucky's in Worcester. Uh, I either go through Lucky's in Worcester, or if he doesn't have it uh, and he says it's going to be a long wait, I just get it off Amazon. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, and, and that's a that's a good idea. We should plug <laughs> buying records from your local record store. Absolutely. Yeah. So I always tell like yeah. if stuff's going to come out and I hear about it, I just t- call up Lucky's and have him. Just put it on. Put me on deck for that one. David Luckies will take care yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah, like the the new U two that's coming out. I have him 
earmarking one of those for me. Fantastic. Um, the album's okay. I, I don't know. Maybe it might grow on me or something, but I figured something I want to have on vinyl. Yeah, I'm probably the only person that's not a big U2 fan. I don't yeah, know. I was. You know, They're not bad. It's just they don't do much for me. From 1979 to 1987, I was a huge fan. Huge fan. And then after that, not so much. And then maybe a couple years later, I've kind of picked back up on them. Oh, there you go. But, you know, it's it's weird. It's like people you haven't seen for a long time. Did you get that free on your iPod or your yeah. iPad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny <laughs> because I thought, you know, we have at the same time, if I tune the news over to another channel, they're talking about people getting beheaded. Right. And then I turn the news to this channel and everybody's up in arms because they're getting some album that they might not have wanted. First world problems. Yeah. First world problems. We're oh, getting- my God. I don't want that. <laughs> right. Oh, just, it's just, just horrible. Sad. Yeah. Just a statement. All right, back to Shannon and the Clams. Though. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know anything much uh, about them other than um, they, the reason that they they kind of like I like them was because when I heard the sound, it sounded retro. It sounded like something I would have pulled out of one of my mom and dad's records. Mm-hmm. But there's a underlying hipness to the whole thing that I thought was awesome. And usually, when you hear this kind of music, um, the recording it sounds fake uh-huh. and we'll talk about the recording on on this one after we play it gotcha. but uh this re- this sounded genuine it sounded like a, a the real deal okay well let's and give so, it a spin and yeah. see what's up yep this is rip van winkle Yeah, isn't that cool? I like it a lot. Yeah, we were just discussing offline how how the hell they pull that sound off. Yeah, that's interesting. Great great it's, it's a great sound. I like it. It, it. I mean, the reverb, the the distortion on everything. Yeah, I I 
I don't know of a studio that's still around that would offer all of that. So I'm going to guess that somebody did a really good job with plugs and maybe <laughs> some good. tape in there or something. Yeah, it sounds good though. I just really, it's a uh, it's a real throwback to the '60s for me. Yeah, I'm and the, the background vocals too. It reminds me of like the old reggae songs I used to hear on um, KCR or K, KPFK, which was a public service radio station in, in LA. Um, they had a, a radio show every Saturday morning with all reggae stuff, and uh, Miss Wirewaste was the uh, the uh, DJ on that. It was just awesome, but it played all kinds of old music. It sounded like, a lot like this stuff. That, I like it. I like it a lot. It reminds me I, of Southern California Saturday morning. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I, and what did I say? My first impression was, oh, this is surf like music. surf music. Right, yeah. Right. And yeah, it, it, I, I really enjoy that. That's a nice change of pace from all the stuff that you hear today that's so overproduced and right. And uh, crystal clear and in your face. And I'd love to go see these guys live. Yeah. Did you see the video? I, I think I sent you the video where there's all these weird things dancing around. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just, yes. I'm like, man, I got to see I these guys see live. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. That was very cool. Very cool. On and on and upward. What's next? Okay, next, we have a, um, a band called White Fence. And let me give you a little bit of background on how I found these guys. So I listened to a lot of this online radio station called Soma FM. And what it is, there's like, I don't know, 22 channels of all kinds of weird music that you really don't hear anywhere else. Okay. Um, the one I listen to a lot of is Bagel Radio, which is just alternative music. Um, they have a lot of an 80s retro uh, synth pop station. They have an electro pop station that's really good. They have space music, which is just ambient space rock, or not even space rock, but space music. Um, they have a whole bunch of different crazy stations. So I tweeted out to Bagel Radio that I'm looking for somebody to fill in on a retro show. And so they sent me a whole bunch of stuff to listen to. And I listened to like a, 10 different artists that they sent over. All of them were great. This one stood out a little bit, and it's called White Fence. And so I started to do a little bit of digging around, and it turns out that uh, White Fence is a guy named Tim Presley. I, I don't know anything about it, but it looks like he's been really active in the music scene for like a, a couple of decades. There's stuff all over the place about this hmm, guy. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, he's a thing. You know, he's got okay. all kinds of uh, of cred that comes along with him that I I'm just not familiar with, and it sounds like something that I'm going to be making playlists and listen to whatever he's got going. A little bit more, on right, that, right. Yeah. So I invite you guys to go and and dig in the same, um, see what you can find on this guy. But uh, White Fence. Uh, album's really good, and the song is called Pink Gorilla. It's off this, uh, you know, I don't remember the name of the, the new album, but uh, it came out in 2013, so it's kind of new. Okay. Um, but the uh, track we're going to play is called Pink Gorilla. Pink Gorilla. Let yep. me drop the needle in the groove here. Right on.
That was absolutely beautifully mangled. <laughs> you know, here's what I was going to say about that. Now that I think about it, because uh, like I said, my my hearing or not hearing aids, <laughs> my, <laughs> hearing, <laughs> my headphones at work are just horrible. But um, th- these are good headphones I'm listening on now, and I would say that this is absolutely not headphone music. Oh, um, maybe it is. I, 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 don't, I would say it's no. Just, I have it's a bizarre no combination of uh, close and far and reverb and dry and panning all over the place and just an absolutely gorgeous mix of disaster. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, okay, so I had this uncle who was, I don't even know how much older than he was. He had, he had gone way to the service by the time I was a little kid. So he was in Vietnam, right? I don't think it was, I think this is just post-Vietnam. Okay. So he... He must have come back from the service when I was maybe seven or eight, and he had the most impressive record collection I've ever seen in my life. And so I would spend Saturdays and Sundays at my grandma's house because he lived at my grandma's house, and I would just listen to his albums all day long. And this, oh, how cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And it's so funny because now that I look back, the albums that stood out to me then are albums like The Who, Tommy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had millions of albums and stuff. Not everything was good. I mean, not, not everything stood out. Same's true today, right? But um, but it's just so funny how these albums, like uh, "Goodbye Yellowbrook Road," um, "Boss Gag," "Silk Degrees," all these albums that are so great, stood out as great albums even to a little kid. Even then, yeah, yeah even and, to a little yeah, kid who twelve year old really yeah. didn't know anything. I mean, I, yeah, I wasn't even twelve; I was probably eight or nine when I started. That's amazing. Listening to the stacks of records, but that—that's this is what <laughs> that reminds me of. So that's why I kind of have an affinity to this this kind of music. Um, I definitely think it's something that I'd rather listen to on like a home system where you have a room and walls and everything to eat up all the disparity between the left and the right and yeah. all the the panning and weird yeah, that, fuzz that bass in the left one ear different on. song there right. yeah but again it still has that retro feel it's right. kind of like a psychedelic early 70s late right. 60s kind of a feel to it yep that's that's what i'm taking away from yeah, it yeah exactly and the name of that album is cyclops reap cyclops reap pink gorilla by white fence on cyclops reap okay yeah <laughs> right does that make sense <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that is one guy that I can tell. It's one guy uh, recording and mixing and doing okay. everything all in one thing. It's not a band; it's just a, it's just a guy. Okay, correct. Excellent. Well, he does a lot of stuff, and it's interesting to listen yeah. to. For yeah, sure. really good stuff. Okay, so are we giving anything away this week? Do yes, we have a drawing. Yes, but I have not figured out what I'm going to give out yet because uh, uh, I just gave this out is mystery album week. Yeah, I just gave out uh, "Listen Like Thieves" in excess. Yes. So, uh, and I I still haven't heard back from the winner for that, oh. or the the last two winners of the last two albums I haven't heard back from. Well, and I've sent them three different emails saying, "Look, you know, you're the lucky winner." I guess we just got to put them on the shelf and let them gather dust until right. You know? And the, I'm thinking, I'm we just set trying a time think of, limit on this, like yeah. a year after a year, we'll we'll re-raffle it. Well, I'm thinking maybe they a month. That, they do that with a lottery, yeah, yeah, okay. maybe a month re-raffle the thing. Okay, see what happens. Maybe I'll send it out another set of notifications now and see what happens. Okay. Um, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't yet, I haven't yet thought about what I wanted to give out. I thought about giving away uh, Goodbye Yellowbrook Road, mm-hmm. but I only have one copy. Oh, That's my no copy. Dupes. Yeah, no, no dupe dupes. on that one. So uh, I'll let you guys know over the next couple of days. Just keep okay. an eye on the uh, on the Village Buzz um, 
Facebook page. It will be out on the page. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Well, let's wrap this one up. Sure. You say we have some contact information if you'd like to get a hold of us. Yep. Go to village-buzz.com, at uh, Village Buzz on Twitter, and do a search for Village Buzz on Facebook. Or if you want to just get a hold, do you have a Twitter handle? I do not. Okay. If you want to get a hold of me on Twitter uh, and hear a lot more in-depth stuff, uh, Sergio underscore 101, at Sergio underscore 101. Sounds fantastic. Cool. And that wraps it up for this week. Yep. And we'll see you guys next week. Take care, all. Take care, all.